Thick and Fabulous with Chantella Whitfield is all about women, especially women of color in our 40s and older. I sit down and have open and honest conversations about love, sex, relationships, our children, and the world around us in a safe and judgment-free space. Sit back, relax, and embrace being Thick and Fabulous. And welcome to Thick and Fabulous with Chantella Whitfield. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it because I've seen her work. She's the dopest in the city. <laughs> Do you hear me? <laughs> she, she's she got mad skills. She's got mad skills. I am here with Miss Aisha Ford. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. And we are going to be talking about black hair as it pertains to wigs and extensions. Yes. Because um, this is a very booming 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 business um so i like to start the show aisha by allowing you to tell as little or a lot about yourself and who is aisha well who am i i am a master cosmetologist i own a dollhouse i've owned dollhouse for about 10 years now Uh, yeah girl it's been a long time uh i am also a mom so i'm really big on uh being a mom boss um i have had several salons, but right now I am in a solo salon uh, and getting ready for an expansion. So oh, one wow. of the biggest expansions that I've had for Wig Spa, which is uh, my revamping service for wigs. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're getting ready for that, turning up for 2024 um, and just putting everything in, in order. So it's right. Yeah. I love it. I did not know you had been in business that long. I just yes. met you this year, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah I think at an event. event. Yeah. And then I had to re- <laughs> come to you for services. Yeah. <laughs> at the last minute. Um, but, uh, last, like I said before, uh, this is a booming, booming, booming business. Yeah. I'm going to throw some numbers out here to y'all. Um, there are th- over 3,000 black hair care brands and, um, the, the expected rate of this to grow from 2.9 billion in, two, in 2009, it is expected to grow 8.4 percent mm-hmm. between two, two, 2023 and 2030. Okay. To a ready 15.7 billion dollar market. Mm. And you in it, sis. Okay. You you in it. (laughs) So what made you decide to start revamping? Because that's different. Yeah. Then, because you also make make wigs as well. What got you into this? Well, uh, I think it was more so about accessibility. Um, For the most part, people are getting into wigs and wigs are readily accessible to everyone, but they don't know necessarily the wearing of them. Yes. Um, And just allowing people to have the option of having a professionally done unit without having the wait time of being in a salon or having to go to uh, someone that's, you know, overbooked because it is a a tedious task to get it and do it right. Yes. I used to hear hairdressers be talking about 21 pieces and 27 pieces. I'm like, do what? (laughs) And then there's the braiding of the hair, then the cap, and then sewing and gluing. There's a whole, it's a a lot of steps. It's a lot to make it look good. Right. Then, you know, granny's wig that she, (laughs) that just looks all beat up. So um, I want to know what is the difference between 
like I said, granny's wig, a regular wig versus a lace front, a full lace front, the lace cap and glueless and yeah. all of that. What is what are these differences? So wigs are changing um rapidly and it's it's constant. So the old times, you know, granny's wig used to be a simple little probably synthetic most of yes. the time. Yeah. Um so it used to be a little synthetic cap, uh and then it was sewn on, it was something that you could put on and take off. Mm-hmm. But nowadays because wigs are more expensive Expensive and because they are a high ticket item, you really want to be able to uh, keep it on or at least make sure that you can maintenance it um, for the long haul. So um, a lace front is typically something for more temporary wear mm-hmm. um, because the lace is harder to maintenance. When you have something that's literally ear to ear, you have to maintenance that entire section of lace. Whereas uh, closure units are mm-hmm. like four by four. So that's what they're typically called, a four by four unit. Um, it deals with a lot less lace, but lace enhances the natural look of the unit. So mm-hmm. uh, the older units back in the day, they did not have lace. They might have had a, a scalpish looking part or, right. or something like that. Um, and sometimes it gave very much toupee, very heavy at <laughs> yes. the top. Uh, a lace allows you to uh, what we call melt, uh, which is where it kind of adheres to the skin. So it looks a lot more natural um, to the to the average eye, to the hairline, to the hairline. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because now I've seen girls now I watch videos. I don't know why. As y'all all know, I, I am faded to the day I die, I think um, they're they're cutting it and then makeup and all of that so you can't even tell yeah that's the goal it's it's to be an illusion it is it's still fabric nonetheless but um the goal is for it to look as natural as possible and how long will it last uh so a lace front i would say adhere to the actual hairline probably seven to 13 days so about two weeks if you do it well um but even if the glue lifts uh, we apply them in such a way that you don't have to worry about. Like, if the glue lifts, it, the wig will still be on because uh, it does have a band because it's sewn on or however you d- decide to install it. Um, so there are ways to keep a wig attached longer. Um, glueless wigs are wigs that you can take off every night, right? So mm-hmm. you can style it. You can put it on your mannequin head, whatever. Put it on in the day. Take it off at night if you choose to. Mm-hmm. Or you can just keep it on. Um but closures and things like that, those are things that you can sew on and adhere to the head with glue so they last about two to two weeks plus. Um, oh, wow. I've sewn wigs on and they've last for about a month. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So for the novice like myself okay. and others, what, what should you be looking for when you're going to purchase your first do you call it a unit or unit, a wig you, unit? Yeah. yeah. What what do, what should you be looking for? Um, wearability. So mm. something that you can wear. Um, a lot of times what we're seeing, well, now, um, they're really kind of promoting wigs that don't necessarily look like what the wig is going to come like. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so when you're getting it, you're like, oh, this is a lot to deal with, especially frontals and things like that. Um, when I when you're an extreme beginner, like this is your first wig. You want as little lace parting as possible because you don't want to have to maintenance that the entire time. Oh. Yeah. So you want to, if you're just wearing a parted style or something that's pretty simple, um, you just want something that has minimal lace. Uh, they have T parts. T parts are very easy, but What's T-parts, a T part? A T part is a unit that only has enough lace for like a T line. So the part okay. is the stem and then they have, uh, the front has a little bit of lace on it. 
Um, tea parts are really good for girls that are having their first time, but it doesn't look as natural mm -hmm. uh, of a unit as something like a closure or a frontal, just because it doesn't have the same amount of lace space. Um, but it is really good for a natural part and someone that isn't really willing to re-glue and re-melt every day. Um, and tea parts are extremely common. They're extremely popular, so you can get them from anywhere, and the price is a lot uh, less expensive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, speaking of prices, what does an average good wig let's call it of closure let's okay. start there what does that start okay at? so you got factory wigs and you have custom wigs but a factory wig is a wig that you might get on like amazon or timu mm -hmm. so amazon on timu you can get on there any day and get like a wig for 70 dollars or less now see i did that because i'm gonna tell on myself okay i did that okay because I needed one in a flash. Okay. And I knew wearability, that ain't me. Okay. <laughs> and so I bought one on Amazon and I brought it to you. Yeah. And then you told me, oh, this is synthetic. Yeah. I had no clue. Because I thought nowadays that all of them were real human, human mm, hair. Okay. But they're not. Okay. Uh, apparently. Am no. I correct? Yes, you're right. So so when you're looking for these wigs, that if you're going to buy one or unit online, mm -hmm. you need to know if it's human hair or synthetic hair. And that's because really about what you want to wear also, because mm -hmm. a synthetic unit doesn't have to be styled, right? The style is how it comes. Uh, so for the most part, you don't have a lot of maintenance for it because it can't do much. Mm -hmm. um, but a human hair unit you know, if you're looking to curl it or style it in a specific way, you'll need to add heat to it. So if you got to add heat, go human. Yeah, that's what you had told me. You was like, I can't curl this. I can't do it. <laughs> it was synthetic. And I was I was a little hurt. Like, oh, I thought I was going to be real cute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you did. You came up. You, you, you cut it up and it looked really good. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, I, I was I was a novice. Yeah. I had no clue because I thought everything was human hair now yeah. but it's not it's not and so we get this closure come on tell me the price give me a number so me a, uh, a close so a closure on amazon or timo is going to run you about 70 but if you are doing a custom unit but you do which i do uh it really depends on the length and the type of lace so uh there are different lace types you have transparent you have hd uh the more realistic is the hd lace mm -hmm. um and usually those closures just the closure itself starts off at about 80 dollars uh, the bundles, depending on if you're going short or long, I would say maybe a 16-inch custom wig closure unit would run you about 275. Uh, plus, plus the 80. Plus the 80. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's really good hair. Damn. And I will say that a lot of times, so custom units definitely last longer than factory units. Oh, yeah. Um, they, I uh, use a sewing machine for my units, so I do, but I also hand stitch, so it just depends on what you want. Um, but they can last up to two years. So it is definitely an investment uh, for you. It's not something that you would throw away or, yeah. It's a so keeper. you can literally take them off, wash them, mm -hmm. recurl them, color them, and put them back on. And put them back on, yeah. That's worth it. And now that you say it, at yeah. first I was like, that's almost a car payment. <laughs> <laughs> that's a car payment for my head. But now that you put it in the perspective that I can reuse it, yeah. it's it's all right. Yeah. Girl, okay. <laughs> I know. It's a game changer. It is. Okay, okay. So can can 
Caucasians wear wigs? Yeah, definitely. Do you do them for I do. Actually, I just did one yesterday. It went viral on TikTok. So it was, it, it, yeah, it was pretty good. Yes. Um, so really a lot of the times, and, and that's what we're finding more, um, the more people have access to um, wigs or getting wig units, they feel more comfortable going to uh stylists like myself, stylists mm-hmm. that specifically do units. So it isn't necessarily about a texture of hair or a grade of hair, but somebody's that that is an expert in the application of the wig itself. So oh. I'm getting a lot more Caucasian clients there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, so what's the difference? Now, what's what's the difference between the I guess the wig and the extension is are those interchangeable? No. No, they are not. Okay, so, uh, but they can be, so it just depends. Um, so an extension is something that is attached to your hair. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different extension types right now. There are uh, tape-ins, micro-links, tie-ins, uh, falls. There are so many different options as far as extensions are concerned. Um, and when you take them off, they kind of come off individually as pieces, right? Um, And you can reattach them if you choose to, if you keep them in a a pristine order. Uh, But a wig, once you take a wig off, a wig is one total unit. So, Mm -hmm. you know, once you take it off, you still have a piece that you can put back on yourself if you want to. You don't even have to go to a stylist to do that. You can... Put it, put it, take it off, put it in a bag. When you're ready to wear it again, put it back in versus the maintenance of extensions. Whereas you take those out, mm-hmm. you got to go back to your stylist to get those put in. Oh, wow. Now, yeah. I, I saw this. You just mentioned it, that your video had went viral. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's your opinion or your thoughts of how um TikTok and Instagram have even further blew up, Yeah, you know, people being able to be experiment with putting right. it on wigs because that's how I learned how to do math. Right. Was watching a video. What are your thoughts about that? I love it. I love it. I, I love it. I think um, just it being here in Lexington too, I get a lot of questions on a regular basis uh, where people don't necessarily have access to the information mm-hmm. and they haven't, you know, seen tutorials or anything like that. But just being able to say, hey, go to TikTok and, and look at some stuff. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't, I can tell you over the phone or we can have a brief consultation, you know, in the inbox or DM. But you're not really going to get the gist of what needs to be done unless you see somebody doing it. Right. And the luxury that TikTok provides is really a full access of mm-hmm. knowledge. So you don't even and, and if you don't like this video, you can scroll to another one. You know what I'm saying? So it does. It helps me in the long run because at uh-uh. least you have some background knowledge of what. So everything that I'm saying to you is in a foreign language. You have a little bit of insight of what the process is. So I can just elaborate. Ah, yeah. I want that. Yeah. I want that. Some guests in the studio. So we were um off the air talking about extensions a little further. Um, because there is a price difference, price point, if you will, between African American and Caucasian extensions. And what did you say the it, price was uh, for these extensions? Way, way more. It's astronomically higher. Um like we were saying, you could, it starts off at about a thousand plus, uh, for extensions for Caucasian women. And that doesn't even have to be a full extension. Sometimes that can be partial micro links or tape ins or, yeah. So now what's this little thing that I've been seeing on TikTok? They take the little strands of hair and then they 
clip it to something else and then they put some little light on it yeah so um there's different things but they're beads for the most part so that's that's what what a a micro link so micro links can come in different ways and sometimes you can attach them with a clamp or you can attach them with glue um they are a long lasting uh installation though a micro link can last you up to six months Really? It can. Yes. A microlink can last you up to six months. Your hair will grow, so you'll need maintenance and things like that. But they are very long lasting. Wow. Yeah. Man, they have come a long way they from have. Granny's they have. synthetic weed. Yes, yes, they <laughs> that have. That needed to be combed out, but she couldn't because you can't steal it. Yeah. Oh my. So you make wigs. Yes. So how long does it take you to make one? Uh, about an hour. That's all? That, yeah. Yeah, just to make one, just to, you know, put it on the machine and bleach the knots and stuff. It's about an hour. But I'm pretty quick. It doesn't yeah, start I was off. Getting ready to say, but it you've been in here like that. 10 years. Yes, so yes, this, yes. this is like, you know. Yeah, when I first started uh, making wigs on a sewing machine. So I've only, I did hand stitching um, for about six years. So I've been, I've or even longer than that, because the first wigs that I was making, you know, as a kid, as a teenager, they were hand stitched units. Um, so those wigs probably took me about two hours. I've been making wigs on the sewing machine for about, uh, two and a half, almost three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first started, it would take me like three hours to, it took me longer to do a wig on a sewing machine than it did to do a hand stitch. So I was playing with the idea of going back and forth. Um, but a sewing machine wig obviously has more stitches, so it mm-hmm. lasts longer. Um, and no, I just, I, I just kept at it. I just kept at it and learned more tricks and stuff to kind of make the time a lot faster. And it, it worked out. But yeah, when I first started, it was three hours. And now to an hour. And now to an hour. Yeah. So do you, how do you come up with the, cause I've seen your work mm-hmm. and some of them I'm like, oh my God. Cause, um, there was one that was kind of, I want to say, turquoise or green but it kind of faded down to like a yellow and I was like okay you know had that little gradient in Mm -hmm. it and it looked I'm I'm not a color kind of not that crazy color kind of girl but that actually made me be like okay I could rock that it looked good yeah and you made that. Yes, and I do. I believe that. I believe. Um, so I love color, um, and I play with color a lot. But I mm-hmm. think anything done right is going to look good. Um, I think a lot of times people kind of stay away from color because yes. they're afraid of what it looks like on them. Mm-hmm. But I think that when something is done right, when it falls right, when it you know matches your uh, smile, your profession, your all of those things, um, when you really you know take an account of who you are. I think that you can have a wig that really expresses your personality. And I think that's what color does most of the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you think about that with speaking of color with, um, cause I mean, some, like I said, it was green and then yeah. it came down into the yellow. What do you, what are your thoughts about that being a professional look or, cause you know, you can get stereotyped yeah. as being, I'm well, gonna no, say it I a have. hood rat or I whatever. Know. No, 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 so I get it. No. What, are you, what are your thoughts about that? Um, and then you just have to be comfortable and be in a space where you are allowed to express yourself. Now, mm-hmm. people know their limitations, like you yeah. know what your profession is. You know, if that's something that you're not allowed to wear or, you know, they may deem that incredible in your job, then mm-hmm. no, definitely don't. But, um, on the weekend. 
on the weekends. Um, I'm always asked this because, you know, I go in public and my hair is usually a thousand different colors. So it just, it really just depends on what day you catch me mm-hmm. is what color my hair will be. But I'm also in a, in a profession in which I have the uh, freedom of creativity. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, it's more so about how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more comfortable in uh, vibrant colors and things like that because I think that's just my personality. Um, but I will say I get a lot of girls who uh, will come to me and they're interested in trying color, um, but they just have some self-doubt. And they're just mm-hmm. like, well, I just don't know what this is going to look like on me or whatever. Um, for those girls, I wouldn't do anything extravagant, like mm-hmm. a peekaboo or a pop of color or maybe even a highlight. is something that, you know, allows you to play with the idea and mm-hmm. introduces you to what it may look like. But it doesn't have to take over you because even that um if that change is that drastic, you'll be uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah, yes. you'll be uncomfortable. So, no. Um, if Now, if it's something, if you got an event or something, that's cool, too, because a lot of people kind of, like, play with color depending oh, yeah. on, you know, <laughs> events and things that they have to attend to. But, yeah, if it's something long-term, I would say uh, be sure first mm-hmm. uh, because I definitely wouldn't buy, like, a lime green three hundred dollar right, wig, <laughs> yeah. That I'm so just be sure that it's it's something that you'll be comfortable with because that's the biggest part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is 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 being comfortable, feeling beautiful. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Okay. Well, let's let's keep going with this with the with the wigs okay. because I want to talk about the hair loss because okay. right now there are over seven hundred thousand people that suffer from alopecia. Okay. Now that's alopecia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some of these women are suffering from having their hair braided mm-hmm. for too long because some Tension. you have to um, braid your hair underneath yeah. your wig, correct? Uh, you, most of the time. So they're they're it's too tight, and yeah. so they're losing their edges. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Yes, girl. We need to. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sometimes they pull so tight, you can see they brain. Right. It's just in their eyebrows. It looks like they've gotten a, a facelift because right. the, the eyes are pulled back and everything. Well, that's the importance of going to a professional, too. So mm-hmm. there's a couple of things. Um, when girls wear a glueless, you don't have to have as many braids because you're not doing a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're wearing a glueless, you really could do like two braids, two cornrows to the back. Um, you just kind of want to make sure that everything's like... Uh, Put away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you don't have any like big pieces. Cause nobody wants a big wig. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you want your, your foundation to be flat, but, uh, two cornrows will flatten your foundation and you'll be good depending on how thick your hair is. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, when I say straight back braids, you do not need that tension on the base of your hairline. That it, it is a lot of tension, mm-hmm. especially because you're going to now add adhesive to it, a cap to it, it smothers it, and then it's not breathing for almost 14 days, Ooh. you know, if you keep it on. So it, it does do a lot um, to that follicle. Um, do they grow back? It's difficult because a lot of that hair, um, so... A lot of that hair is uh, superficial hair, so it's uh, it's fine for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. It's there for a protective covering. So once you remove it, it doesn't really have a job to do. Um, so some oh. of the more finer hairs, uh, like closer to your brow, depends on how far your hairline comes down. Mm-hmm. Um, if Once that's removed, it doesn't want to grow back. Now, hair in your actual hairline, in the stronger parts of your hairline, you um, you know, by your temples and stuff like mm-hmm. that, it does have the opportunity to grow back, but you will have to do some manipulations to it for it to, for it to come back if it's lost. Yeah. 
Yeah. So so why why continue mm. to do this if mm. you know you're gonna lose it or even in the in the back in the right. it's the nape right. The nape. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you continue? Why do women continue to put themselves through all this for the sake of beauty? Mm. In your opinion, for the sake of beauty, that's the part. It's that's for it. the sake of beauty. Yeah, that's mm. what it is. I think for the most part. Um, so I get girls that are like, oh, I don't like my edges. I don't want to do leave out because leave out installations or leave out sew-ins, traditional sew-ins allow you to leave your real hair out. Oh right? yeah, yeah. But if you don't like your real hair. Or if your real hair is too hard to manage, or if your real hair is is curly but you want it straight, that's not something that you're going to want to maintenance every day. So you say, well, hey, I'll put some lace on, and the, my lace, the lace is fine. So mm-hmm. the la- the baby hairs look like baby hairs, <laughs> and the you know the part is perfect, and it's everyday perfect, it's everyday pretty. Versus, oh, I have to you know gel my edges back down or, you know, kind of represent what my hairstyle is doing today to the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and and oftentimes that's not convenient. Mm. Yeah. So uh, what are ways that women can protect their edges okay. and the nates of their hair? What are some ways that they can protect all of that okay, so, so they don't lose it? I always say treat the hair. I'm a big fan of treating the hair, but I'm also a master cosmetologist. So nowadays, wigs can be done almost by anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing is finding a professional or someone that actually cares about your hair mm. that is going to be installing it. Now, if you're installing it yourself, you know, I can't you're tell young. you, you know, you're young, you know, um, but as far as, you know, you being a consumer of a unit and actually going and patroning a stylist, you know, finding a stylist that's professional that actually cares about the actual hair, the strand, um, the hair shaft is major. Um, and that's going to take you way further than than any other tip, uh, because for the most part, you are going to have it on. Mm-hmm. So it's not a lot of uh, products that you can use while the unit is on your head to increase or enhance that the strength of the shaft you can't you can't put nothing on it while it's on so mm. so what can you do can you can can you go swimming can you do all that oh yeah yeah you can go swimming so so glueless wigs can be taken on or taken off but the beauty about it is they fit more secure so they don't have to come off um and if you're not worrying about the glue uh detaching then you don't have to worry about it getting wet because it's still going to be on your head um now, if you're wearing glue, all glue isn't waterproof. And if a glue is waterproof, then it's probably too strong. Um, oh. But if you do get wet, then, or if you do get it wet and it decides to detach, there are methods to clean the lace. Um, you want to clean it with isopropyl alcohol. That's just rubbing alcohol over the counter. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to move the old adhesive before you apply new adhesive. Um, and just make sure the new adhesive is applied e- gently, evenly. Uh, let it dry and, re- and reapply your lace. That's something that I teach everyone before they leave. But do people have... The wherewithal to actually clean their lace. <laughs> I haven't and, seen a video yet. Okay. <laughs> and I think I need to do one of those. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen it. Because a lot of girls will respray and re-glue yes. and, and, and it'll pile up. And that is more suffocating to the shaft. That is, you know, your your follicle can't breathe. So you do want to make sure that you're completely removing old adhesive before you put new adhesive on. So when when you're talking about the adhesive, and taking it off. Mm-hmm. What's the proper way? Because I told you before, um, I was in a fashion show and I don't call myself gluing it down. 
don't judge me, y'all. It, it was funny. But it was hot that day. Mm-hmm. And it, it came up. It lasted through my show. <laughs> but as soon as I stepped off that stage, I just pulled it off. Okay. Which I'm not worried about. It's just because I, like, yeah. I don't have to worry about that. So, but I'm sure that just pulling it off when right. it's been lifted is not, not only the way. good for your skin or your edges. Right. So what's the proper way to do that? Um, so you want to remove it with a lace glue remover. Uh, and a lot of times they're sold in sets. So if you did oh. apply it with a certain glue, a lot of times they'll offer a lace glue remover. If you cannot, if you do not have access to a lace glue remover, um, isopropyl alcohol is your best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get that, uh, from a dollar, for a yeah. dollar from the Dollar Tree. Um, and it's really 71 to like 90%. Um, it's gonna be best for you. It, it removes it pretty quick. It, it loosens it up from the skin, um, and kind of detaches almost instantly. Um, so yeah, that, that's the best way. And if you can't, if you don't have access to that either, then you kind of just want to be slow with it. Use some conditioner. Use something that's going to kind of moisten the lace because at this point, the, the lace is stiff. It's yeah. kind of hard. Um, something that will moisten the lace that you can kind of work the bond uh, yourself, maybe with like a rat tail comb or something like that. But isopropyl alcohol will always do always the trick. Always do it. Yeah. What's, what are the chances of developing like a... Um some kind of reaction to the glue because you, you're putting this glue on your skin. Mm-hmm. What? No, no, it happens. No, so they they do create um, uh, hyperallergenic glues. So there are glues that are for sensitive skin specifically for that reason uh, because people do have a sensitivity mm-hmm. to uh, latex even. Majority yeah. of the glues out here on the market are latex glues. Oh, I didn't know that. Girl, yes. Acrylic glue uh, is the most hypoallergenic glue but it's acrylic glue, so it's a, a lot right. stronger, yes, yeah. and it'll stay on forever. And if you get to the point where you're ready, ready for this to come off, or it's, you may get to the point where you want to snatch it, or you want to pull it, or you want to, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. kind of loosen it up because you're not familiar with this type of adhesive and something this long lasting. So, especially if you haven't had anything on your hairline, like mm-hmm. if if you have, if you're not used to lace and this is your first time, acrylic is is an expert lace glue. Oh. When we'll go back to this alopecia girl, I'm just thinking of all these things I'm seeing in my head um, that I've seen on videos with people with alopecia and then they put the glue directly on their scalp. They don't put on a cap. A protection or anything. Is that it's not okay. It's, okay, it's not I'm just okay. wanting because no. I've been. I mean, they take one of those sponge little brushes, you know, that like for painting, mm-hmm. and then they're just spraying it on, and then putting the hair yeah. on. And I'm like, that can't be yeah. right. Yeah. So that I mean, a lot of people will do whatever it takes just to, I guess, get it on uh, themselves, especially if they're doing, you know, at home applications. So no, I do not advise that method because that is literally covering your entire hairline. So it's suffocating it. Um, especially the way that people are doing like these multiple layers of yeah, glue just and bald. it dry yeah. and just, yeah, I, I don't suggest that. Um, there is a way to do it in which you, it, but it is timely. I mean, it, it is timely. It's not necessarily cost effective to let your glue uh, dry or whatever, especially if you're trying, if you're in a rush or if it's something that you feel like is isn't supposed to take that mm-hmm. long. Um, but there is definitely a process and that's not it. Um, I tell people all the time, you don't need to, even me, uh, I may glue it down once, but even if it decides to start lifting, I don't have to glue it down again. Majority of the times I may just relay my band or mm-hmm. melt band or something on it, you know, just for the style. Or you restyle it so that the lace isn't so prominent in mm-hmm. the face, you know what I'm saying? So you don't have to... 
uh, have necessarily a melted look mm-hmm. uh, and your wig is still on. So it doesn't call for glue, even when it's not glueless. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't call to be melted down all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. Because wow. I've, I've seen it, too, with the men, because men are starting to get into yes. this. Honey, these bald men are the, the receding mm-hmm. hairlines, and they're putting the glue on it. And, and then, beards, too. Yeah, yeah, and then just, I don't know, taking the kinky hair mm-hmm. and then laying it on top and then fading it down. Mm-hmm. How long that last? It's popular. Uh, how long the glue lasts? So that's, and so men oh. are a little different because they kind of get their hair wet in the shower yeah. and all of that. So that's a lot different because you can't, I mean, the, the glue can be almost waterproof, but it isn't going to be waterproof. And if it is waterproof, then it's not safe. But, um, by the time you shower a couple of times and, all of that, I couldn't see that lasting much longer than a month. But I haven't done any men units, so. Would you? I would. I'd love to. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Ooh. They're high rise. So Atlanta right now, they are pushing them out and they have so many different methods. It's so far from what toupee used to be. Yes. Because men have been wearing extensions for quite a long time. They right. were the first wig wearers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so they're hip to this, but, uh, it, the fashion is just changing rapidly. So you do, you see more men wearing units, wearing pieces, falls and, yeah. And like, you said the beard too because yeah like <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and see it because we got a few more minutes um because you know they talk about women being so fake mm-hmm. you know with the fake hair and the lashes it's like y'all y'all becoming just as fake mm-hmm. <laughs> as mm-hmm. we are because now you don't know mm-hmm. if that's his real hair or right. his real beard because they're doing units too yeah I think vanity is real right now, especially Ooh. with more people being in the open eye and stuff and being, yeah. you know, publicly seen. They they don't want to be seen without their cap because mm. the hat was <laughs> yes! the hat the was hat. a trick for a long time. But now, you know, men that uh, have male pattern baldness or start to recede earlier, things like that, they don't want to be seen without their hairline that they're so used to having. Mm-hmm. So they are electing to get units and stuff. I'm with it. I'm, I'm with, with it, it too, because sometimes when they, we are coming to the end of an awesome, awesome, awesome discussion about hair, and to be specific, units and extensions and the shake on <laughs> all of this, and we have extraordinaire Aisha Ford here. Hey. She is the owner of Dollhouse, um, here in Lexington. Correct. Yes. yes. Ah. It's been great. It's been great. Um, so we left off talking about men and, and their hair and things, but we're going to bring it back because I want to know there was a whole movie about it and everything called Good Hair. Okay. I want to know what does that phrase mean to you or does it make you feel some kind of way when you hear a woman of color say, oh, she got that good hair. She ain't got to worry about it. Mm. So this is this is a big thing for me right now um, because I think good hair is healthy hair. Mm. I think good hair is healthy hair um, because it does come in so many different facets. We don't, you can't categorize uh, any specific type of hair as good hair uh, without notating that it has to also be healthy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's the base of good hair is healthy hair. Um, there's a lot of discussion going on right now about yes. hair being kept and mm-hmm. how it's kept yes. and whether that's considered good hair or not. Um, 
because traditionally as a stylist, I would like to say kept hair is also good hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but how that person decides to keep it as long as it's healthy, I think I'm kind of starting to sway towards that side of the argument. Um, because I'm noticing even with the transition of natural hair, mm-hmm. uh, all natural hair is not good hair. Right. Um, and I think Cause that, it can be brittle too. Oh, girl, because I think that we've kind of made good hair synonymous with natural hair, mm-hmm. but we haven't done the education behind it so that they don't know how to keep their natural hair healthy. I agree. I agree. Um, and because oh, yeah. I am coming in contact with a lot of black women, especially because we are doing more protective styles. Mm-hmm. So protective styles last a lot longer. They're, you know, three months for braids or something. And depending on how long you keep a sew in. So then really by the time that you take it down, you haven't done any maintenance to your real hair. Yes. So now you have new growth and you have whatever Dirt. contaminants yes. that have gotten to your scalp over this period of time um, that are also suffocating your strand, right? So if your hair has been braided for four months in, in cornrows and it's been locked in and it's been tightened and, and whatever debris has attached itself to it and it hasn't been able to breathe and you haven't had to shed because mm-hmm. our hair is supposed to shed yes. naturally, right? Um, and then you have all this matting and your ends have, haven't been trimmed. and you So there are so many different components to wearing protective styles Mm -hmm. and because natural hair is so unmanageable especially if you don't have the knowledge to manage it a lot of people are not following through with the maintenance of their natural hair yes honey i told because i have watched those videos too yeah of people you know taking that unit off yeah and they've had it on six months to a year and i'm like didn't your head itch? Like, right. didn't it smell? Right. Like, I got questions. Well, that's and, the thing. Or did you not just have the money to go and get a new unit? What, like, what are the circumstances where did you hit depression, a moment of depression that caused you not to get your hair taken care of, your, right. your natural, your natural hair, hair taken care of? And then it's just matted and it's like, now it's going to cost you even more money because now the the stylist has to a cosmetologist has to take that unit off Mm -hmm. and then treat your hair hopefully if she's a good stylist Mm -hmm. treat your natural hair before she goes back to doing something else right it's it's no so i've heard depression depression is something that um they're able to say you know in my chair i don't know how i really feel about that because I do feel that if at any point your unit becomes uh, compromised or, mm-hmm. you know, let's say uh, it's been in for four months, it's really time to take it out. Yeah. Um, having it in there longer, I think, only adds to the problem and really kind of mm-hmm. adds on to what that depression is. You know, being yes. able, what do they say? The first thing that you're supposed to do when you're depressed is go take a shower. shower. You're supposed to shower. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that is an excuse of not taking care of your hair kind of doesn't, you know, meet decent criteria because if that were the case, you know, washing your hair would have given you, um, you know, the strength to come out of that, that hair depression. But hair depression is a real thing. It is a real thing. So. And we were talking about um, natural hair, and I want to throw this in there. Um, hair relaxer sales have have fallen 38 percent between two, 2012 and 2017. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's even more now. Yes. And and you know everybody calls it the creamy crack. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what what are your thoughts about that when you when you decided that you wanted to give it up mm-hmm. and go natural and then you you fight and I hear women say it all the time I can't take it no more like mm-hmm. it's like the worst disease ever and then they want to go back to it right what are, what are your thoughts about that I actually like relaxers uh-huh. I actually miss the relaxers and really so, so that's the thing and I know because I'm a natural hair stylist um, but I think here lately it's gotten to the point of like when we were talking about good hair um, I'm witnessing so many girls unable to manage their natural hair mm-hmm. in such a way that and if we know how 4C hair grows it literally grows out coarse it grows out hard it is hard to manage it's hard to brush it's hard and it mats and it tangles in it so I get those things mm-hmm. but I, I'm, I have such an influx of clients that have unmanageable hair. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, you would probably be able to manage your hair a lot more and it'd be more suitable for your lifestyle mm-hmm. if you had a relaxer. Because a, a relaxer applied properly, I don't believe will give you uh, all all of the negative connotations that's been associated with relaxers. It's not even that it's connotation. It is fact that relaxers have contained a lot of chemicals that have been uh, deafening to black community. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. um just a lie and things like that. Uh but relaxer was never supposed to touch the scalp. It was really only for the strand and it was supposed to be applied professionally so that it ah. wouldn't overlap and so that you only you know, you'll get a, a retouch on your relaxer mm-hmm. if you're only supposed to retouch the roots. Um but you have overlapping and stuff when people aren't the at home relaxer really yes. kind of changed a lot of the dynamics for yes. that. Um, because when people were getting relaxers put on professionally, they, it wasn't that issue. We didn't have the same issue of balding, of alopecia. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we look back to the 70s and 60s and when people were wearing the big roller sets and they started, yeah. you know, transit, yeah, they were. I mean, and you still had, you know, girls rocking their afros. But when women were starting to transition, black women were starting to transition hairstyles and going mm-hmm. to straighter textures and things like that. You didn't see alopecia in the same way. It wasn't until they started commercializing relaxer and started the just for me. Yes. And uh, kitty relaxers, you know, because yeah. now this girl hasn't even reached the age. She's five and she's getting a relaxer yes. and, you know, for Easter. For Easter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, and you, I mean, you, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Yeah. Especially if you don't know how to apply it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, obviously, five is way too young because they don't even have the chemical balance in order to the hormone composition mm-hmm. to take a relaxer um, because a relaxer won't even take you. You're not even supposed to do relaxers at certain times that your body is going through different things because it won't process. Yeah. Girl, you don't learn just something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. But see, there was there wasn't that knowledge attached with it. I think so many people were rushing for the trend of straight hair and to be able to do it at home uh-huh. that they didn't go, you know, get the knowledge that they needed in order to apply it properly. So, and and that's what we have now. We have this, you know, epidemic of women losing their hair, you know, if not instantly, you know what I'm saying, gradually mm-hmm. because of bad process relaxers. Even now, they'll be outdated and everything, and people slap Stop them in. in. <laughs> You heard it. Slap a man. Slap a man. So we we're talking about these trends. This one is not a favorite of mine. Okay. The baby hairs. Because they're getting a little bit outrageous. <laughs> do you hear me? Like, yes. I, I have a, I really do have an issue with a grown woman walking around with these baby hairs. Mm-hmm. Because, you, ma'am, you are a whole grown 40-something-year-old woman 
Why do you need? Are they using the baby hairs to hide the the edges? Good being job. Down? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Okay, so so why do you need it on a unit though? Okay, because the lace is a fabric. And so the lace on the forehead, even after it melts, can fray, right? So, and especially if it's not colored right or if it's not, and if it doesn't look like scalp, then you have to improvise. Well, that's where the baby hair started coming in because when people first started laying the units or lace frontal units, there was no way to really kind of style in this fabric because how do you cover the line of fabric around your forehead? Shut up. Unless pull a few hairs forward uh-huh. and you swoop them in. So that kind of gives you the illusion and you don't see. So there's not many, you know, gaps and stuff in between the baby hairs, but it is all strategic. But now they're just getting outrageous. Now they are. Oh, well, style wise, I think too. I think, you know, the younger girls that are doing them, um, especially because people are doing them at home and stuff, like they are trying to imitate, uh, things that they've seen. They're trying to imitate the style. They're trying to, and not even that it works for them because some people really have like low forehead. Like it, it's not mm-hmm. feasible for them to have baby hairs, but luckily, Lace is still transforming even now. So HD lace uh, is becoming a lot better. So you don't even need baby hairs anymore. The lace is so fine and so thin that you can lay it now as a professional. No, because it is, it's hard. Um, <laughs> there, it, there you go. <laughs> but the lace is so fine now that you can lay the lace and it actually melts and it's like butter into the skin. So um, they, they, they are making advances in the technology of lace wearing, wig wearing and things like that. But, yeah, when they first started, you got to hide that lace. But well, what's the point of wearing the makeup? Because uh, when my friend gave me that wig that I was going to wear or that I did wear, she told me to take... You know, I think she said my concealer or foundation Mm -hmm. or whatever, because I don't even wear makeup. So that was another issue. Yeah. Um, that, you know, to put it on my part. Your part. Uh huh. Well, what's that about? Well, this, so it looks like your flesh. So the most, uh, the biggest part about wearing a unit is that it looks natural. That's the illusion that you're trying to give. You're trying to give this scalp Mm -hmm. that this grew out of my scalp. So the goal is for it to look like your natural complexion. Well, if you've bleached the knots or if, you know, they don't, if they're jet black or whatever, it's not going to look natural on you. Um, So you do have to kind of go in and, and tone it to your complexion in order for it to to look like your scalp. Cause see, now that's another expense. Yeah. Right? Cause now if you, you don't already have, have it. Yeah. yeah. Cause like I said, for the novice person, yeah. you wouldn't think I, I would have never dreamed that I would have had to put makeup oh, okay. on my wig. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to slap the wig on and go on about my business. Yeah. But now you, now you move transition into more beauty products. Right. Right. To, to make it all look more natural. Yeah. Jesus Christ, for the sake of beauty? It's a lifestyle. I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> that's, that's why I cut all mine off. I had locks for seven years down my back. Mm. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Will I go back? No. It got heavy in more ways than one. Um, physically and, and metaphorically. It, it, it just it got heavy. Mm. And it was time for a transition, which is why I cut it off. Okay. I think it's been almost 10 years now. Okay. I tried to go back. I tried. I tried. Because now, even with natural hair and locks, mm-hmm. there's so, so much yes. more you can do yes. than when I first started. Yeah. You know, there was only one person, maybe two in town that did locks. Okay. Now, everybody, everybody yeah. does it. So I thought, okay, maybe I, 
I don't like it. I mm-hmm. like to sleep. Yeah, you've I, been I don't, free. Yeah, I've been. I'm free. I, I like to. I don't want to have to worry about getting my hair wet. I go to see my barber maybe because my hair goes slow. I might go see my barber once, twice a month. Mm. <laughs> and it, it's not a house payment. It's not a thousand dollars. That's a different type of freedom. <laughs> that's a financial freedom. Yeah, that's, I, a, that's <laughs> not a budget. Not, that's not something that I need to yeah. budget in. Yeah. It's, oh, I need a haircut. Right. Hey, can I get can I get in your chair? And not to mention the time. Right. I'm in the chair. 30 minutes tops versus hours. Hours. Yeah. How long does it take to put on a, a, a About an hour and a half. See? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's, that's commitment. Yeah. But and I, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Girl, listen, the freedom that you have, like when we were talking about, you know, uh, guys being able to just sit under the shower head and things like that. I, I really am inspired by that. Like, I think that people should have the opportunity to just be in touch with yes. themselves in their natural bodies as well. I do. Um, and which is why I really promote a lot of glueless wigs. So you have the option to kind of take, take it, it off, off and be free. But then don't free. you have to worry about it coming off when the wind gets heavy oh, no. like today? Mm-mm, they on there. They on there. Yeah. And I, I build specifically to your head type. So I, I'll do your measurements and everything. Yeah. It'll be your, it'll be like your head. <laughs> what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not there. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day, but I do enjoy seeing your, your wigs. I, I am not going to lie. I enjoy seeing them because one day I'm like one day. Yeah. <laughs> maybe one day I'll do it, but I enjoy it. Yeah. Cause you, you kill it. So, um, I want to leave, uh, some time here. Can you tell people how they can find you? Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, I'm at Dollhouse. It is in Lexington, 328 North Ashland Avenue. Uh, I am also online at yourfavoritedoll.com. Um, you can go on there. You can book. You can order wigs, custom units. I ship internationally yes, now. Yes, you do, girl. Uh, so that's always an option. Or you can follow me on social media. All of my social media handles are The Dollhouse Lex, T-H-E, Dollhouse Lex. Um, you guys are more than welcome to go on there, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and I reply quickly, so. Yes, <laughs> she <me> does. <laughs> and, and if you need a revamp, too. Yes, yes. If you need a revamp. She can redo it. Yes, we do uh, Wig Spa. So I own Wig Spa. Uh, we are currently in expansion, so we'll have more locations coming soon. Um, but you can drop off your units at Dollhouse. Again, that's 328 North Ashland Avenue. Um, and you can drop them off and just fill out a card and, and we'll get it back to you almost the same, same day. day. That's what, that's what she yeah. did for me. Yeah. I, I called yeah. her and she, she hooked me up. <laughs> back before I dropped it off, I think at, at seven and at four o'clock I was picking it up. She yeah. was like, I got a message. It's ready. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> That was great. Um, listen, thank you so much for being here, girl. You are on your thank feet. You, <laughs> you hear me? You. And I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you so, so very much for taking the time to be here with us. Yes, it was awesome. I appreciate you so much. And thank you for listening to Thick and Fabulous with Chantella Whitfield. So give yourself some grace. Bye.